Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the some sort of a gaming podcast. We still need to look for a name. And we got some really big news this week. My oh my, there's a lot of big news to the, uh, this week. And we also had uh, a rolling blackout from our power companies last week. But it didn't really affect three of us, only one. Anyways, before we get on with the news, let's all start off with what we've been doing this past week. Anybody want to start? Uh, I guess I can start. Um, I got actually got to do some significant gaming this week. Um, I started on uh, Valfaris, which like just came out this week. I believe it was like Tuesday or so. Um, which is, if you guys don't know, it's kind of a... Uh, it's a side-scrolling action platformer just kind of centered around like demons and like weird looking creatures and basically metal. Like there's heavy metal music playing in the background and it kind of has that sort of metal vibe to it. Um, it's pretty fantastic actually. Um, it's, it was a significantly long game. It took me about nine hours to beat, but it didn't feel like nine hours because there was like plenty of action going on. There was plenty of uh, like interesting things to look at. The backgrounds look amazing. Like just in general, the art style looks amazing. And um, there was enough difficulty to make it fun, but not like overbearing. There were definitely frustrating points in the game in terms of uh, how they programmed the AI. Um, one of my biggest complaints was that the AI did the thing where they don't shoot specifically at you. Sometimes they shoot where they think you're going to go, which is, you know, fair to some degree, but to some degree, it's not like if I press jump, you know, and they shoot where I'm going to land in the air, there's really nothing I can do to defend myself against uh, that kind of attack. So some of that stuff was a little bit frustrating, but overall the difficulty was really good. Like I said, art style was great. I'm not really a metal fan, but like the music was spot on for like, um, in terms of fitting in with the rest of the style of the game. And uh, overall, it's fantastic. I loved it. I would, I would re recommend anybody to play that one. It was really cool. Um, so I played that, and then I started playing uh, Deponia Doomsday, which a long time ago I played uh, Deponia The Complete Journey, which is kind of a point-and-click adventure um, slash puzzle game. Uh, there's like intermittent puzzles throughout the game or whatever, but uh, it's kind of like this really cartoony, uh, comical, um, just kind of journey with this, you know, sort of clumsy, stupid main character who's always cracking jokes with other, other people in the universe and stuff like that. But um, I started that just because I got an itch for some sort of a puzzle style of game because I hadn't done that in a while. Um, and that was fun. I made it through about I think three hours or so of that game before two hours actually before we started the next game which was gears five which i played with uh zeldrick and lady infamous we finally finished it um yesterday and honestly for me overall kind of forgettable experience with the exception of a couple of uh really good set pieces i think zeldrick would agree where you know we had to fight this big kind of worm creature i think the first time i thought it was amazing the second time i was like eh, it's not that great but um, you guys could chime in whenever what you thought about it. But overall, like, I think the characters didn't really resonate with me as much. Like, the new characters, uh, was it JD, uh, Dell, and what's the what's the girl's name? 
Kate. Kate, there you go. Um, Kate, probably the least so out of everyone, um, was, she was a little bit more memorable, actually, is how I wanted to put it. The other two guys, I'm just like, ah, if I never saw him again, I wouldn't miss it at all. Um, but the story seemed kind of centered around Kate and her mother and their relationship uh, to, um, wow, I'm having like a brain fart right now, relationship to, what's the name of the characters again? The bad guys. Uh, the locust. Locust. There you go. Stuck with the head like covenant stuck in my stuck in my head. <laughs> um, uh, so their relationship to the locust, and uh, so I assume that's where gonna the story's gonna go next. It's they made a clear hint or clear. Uh, they clearly showcased at the end that they're looking towards the next game. There is going to be a Gears Six or you know whatever they call it, but um, I don't know. Same kind of ge- gears mechanics as always which I enjoy a lot, but it definitely hit the point where it was like, okay, now I'm just playing a Gears game. Like, I'm not really even paying attention to the story anymore, per se. It's just like, okay, what's the next kill box we're going to? Um, But like I said, we beat it, and we played a little bit of uh, Escape right afterwards. But um, overall, glad I played it, but I'm going to forget it three weeks from now. But yeah, other than that, that was my entire kind of gaming that I did this week. Um, I mean, before I jump on, what did you guys think about Gears? I know it's going to be part of your, um, what you played, but just to kind of like sat, uh, b- piggyback off of what I was just saying, what did you guys think of Gears 5? Well, we can add on to it. Um, well, like the most I could say is actually exactly what you said. The Some of the characters were pretty forgettable. And then um, there were just a few key moments where it just, it hits hard and then everything else was like, yeah, we're still kind of dealing with the same shit. Um, and it felt like that Gears 5 is entirely set up. Like, that was the point of the game. Yeah. and Well, the story of it. And um, so... And actually, I think it resonated with me only a tiny bit more, but that's because I played as Kate. And I had a different experience from you guys because I had the nightmares and like I had the the part where I was controlling some of the swarm and I was attacking you guys during the story. And I thought that was really cool. But um, otherwise, like it's just entirely set up. And then the end, the end also was like something that kind of I'm glad that they put in a section where they could um give you a bit more interaction with the story um but otherwise yeah it didn't really hit hard eventually it was just like yeah i'm playing gears again um or i guess for uh in my case i'm playing through a gears of war game entirely for the first time from start to finish of the story so um but even then the little that i had experience with the previous gears games it was exactly the same I think that Escape was pretty cool, but the only problem with Escape was that, well, you kind of have to put it on a higher difficulty because otherwise it's just way too easy and you breeze right through it. So I just hope that they develop more with their Horde mode and Escape mode. And actually, I want to watch how the uh, the Dark Fate Terminator one turns out. Um, but what did you think, Lady Infamous? 
I uninstalled it like five minutes ago. So um, <laughs> that already you know that already let you know that it was good. Just to let me honest with you, I, like I said, I'm not the biggest gear fan, and I don't think I will be a big gears fan. Um, I like the experience that I had with my friends playing the game, but if I was playing by myself, ooh, I don't think I would have made it. Um, it feels to me, it felt like gears four with just more story. Um. They're talking about they had open world elements. I ain't see it. Uh, you did a little bit when we were on the uh, skiff or what it was called. That was the open world part open. they were talking about. Because we had well, all those missions we could do, those little side quests or whatever. Remember that one section where it took us like a couple of hours while we were skating hours. around going to all these different locations? Like most of that we didn't have to do. We could have gone straight to like the next main mission. That's kind of what they meant. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I misinterpret that quote-unquote open world. Um, there were some glitches in there in that game that, like, had your girl a little frustrated. Your girl died a lot, especially on Friday. Um, but, like I said, I mean, I, I'm glad I played it. I'm Am I excited for the next year's installment? No. Um... But it's a gaming experience, you know. Some games you'll enjoy playing, and and they'll leave you with something. And some games you play, and it's just for, forgettable. You know what I mean? Um, but people who I think it was good enough for the I think it it should, you know, appease the true gears fans. And you guys go ahead with the escape mode and the versus mode. I am. Okay, here's a question. Um, I know we played like the first, like what three three chapters on the first act, right? Um, would you guys say mm -hmm. because after playing, you know, that I was like saying, is this the rest of the game's going to be like this, right? Like that. That's how that that's how I felt. Um, do you guys think it's worth sixty dollars? It it no. Okay. No. <laughs> I think it's worth 10. I mean, like, literally saying that in the sense that, like, if anybody really wanted to play it, I would say get a month of Game Pass. But not worth, like, because like, it's only it out, $10. Right? Like, or, you know, I mean, unless you're a diehard Gears fan, and for example, I think the bigger point where it would be worth it is if you're into the uh, adversarial versus mode. Like, you're probably going to get a ton of play out of that, much the same way as, like, I would imagine most people would say if you wanted to play a Call of Duty game, um, if you're just going to play the campaign, it's probably not worth $60. Same concept. Um, yeah, like, I would just, I would totally not tell someone to buy this unless it was like, oh, yeah, I played all the Gears games, and, like, I loved Horde mode, and I'm excited about the new Escape mode, and... Um, I love doing the versus mode. If they love all of that stuff, then sure, it could be worth sixty dollars because you're probably going to get a lot of hours of play out of it. But if you're just playing the campaign, nah, absolutely not. Not even close. Yeah, that's how I feel. Um, my weeks <laughs> been a little, you know, I've, I've been running around. I I didn't. I wasn't with you guys last week. Um, but I. Just got back from TwitchCon. I just like did like my house cleaning and stuff like that. I played um I played a lot of filler games because I know certain games that's coming out within the next couple of weeks. 
going to have me swamped. So I've been playing a lot of Jump Force and Rainbow. I have a Call of Duty hardcore playlist. I played Blair Witch. Instead of getting scared, I got lost and then I got frustrated. What else? Also, I played World War Z the other day. It felt just like Left 4 Dead. I mean, if you have a Left 4 Dead itch, World War Z is that is the wave. If you want to play those type of games, and nothing much, you know, how to pay bills, how to make sure my equipment is not crashing on me, and you know, simple things. That's it. My week's been not eventful, I would say. What about you? Uh, well, my week was. I want it's it was almost like non-existent um just because like I was affected by the pg and shutdown and while I did have electricity because I was uh because my place is on the same block or same grid not the same block but the same grid as the hospital um but my internet was down and the cell phone tower right next to me was down so I had no communication out uh, from uh, my place and I had no internet so I was like well I could just play single player games and stuff um before the shutdown i was streaming more alien isolation um and i and i did play a little bit more last night and we're almost done with it and i'm super happy about that because it just because like the story is coming full swing to get like it's all it's all relating to each other and stuff and it's like all the information is coming down to some stuff like we've already kind of speculated like, I mean, we as like more of like the entire audience, like we, you kind of already see where all the information is going to uh, come from, or you already got that information from just reading all the logs and stuff. But, um, but no, I'm like, I'm super into this ending. And, um, uh, but when I didn't have internet, I, oh, I played so much Monster Hunter. I played a lot of Monster Hunter and I didn't even um, beat the story when I had internet. Like, I had two fights, two story fights left, and I, I'll just start naming names. It's uh, It was Kushala and Xenojiva. Those are the last two I needed to do. And the entire time I was trying to gear up for Kushala, and that was a bitch and a half. Just because, like, I had to grind so much, get so many materials, but I was just so happy, like that everybody has one of those like one more turn sort of games and for me it's monster hunter and currently no man's sky and so i remember like one day i was i spent like five hours straight and then just the time went away and i was like what the fuck i need to eat like um but uh as soon as like my internet kicked back on um i immediately beat kushala with a bunch of randos, beat Xenojiva with a bunch of randos, and then beat the story. And now, oh, and then right after that, I played The Witcher 3 um, side story for it. And that was amazing. I totally forgot that that was a thing, and I didn't know how to do it, but it just it just kind of leads you right into it. And that was a lot of fun. Um, and also, I played um, Full Throttle Remastered. Uh, some point-and-click game by uh, Tim Schafer um, that, like, back when it was LucasArts Films or uh, LucasArts Studios, um, back in those days. 
and uh, I played it with a commentary. It was really nice. It was like a like four or five hours, and pretty simple. Um, and uh, it was also kind of funny. So I like that. Yeah, I streamed and... that one a long time ago. It's a, it's a good game. Like you actually it, finished it, it in like four or five hours. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like the only thing I did for it was that I looked up the achievements for all the side stuff because like I don't want to go through like convoluted bullshit to try to find this out so I was like oh let me just look up um when to do what or whatever and I did and there was like a couple of easter eggs that I found and that was cool um and then lastly I played like a little bit of South Park um the second one fractured but whole and uh I totally forgot some of the controls for that, but um, that's something I uh, need to get back into. Um, but as far as for like games on my off time, um, I'm going to be playing more uh, or I'm going to get back into Metal Gear Solid 5 so I can beat that and then trade it in for um, uh, Death Stranding. So that was my week. That must have that been, <laughs> been fun. <laughs> no internet. Holy it really wasn't it wasn't fun at all like i mean yeah i like i could play a lot of monster hunter um and i could play a few games like on you know with no internet but i couldn't stream and i wanted to play more alien isolation i couldn't um and then i think more than that it was that i had no communication with the outside world if i was at home so like I would wake up and get ready for the day and then probably like about 11 or noon rolls around. Also, since like the power was out for almost my entire county, um, the uh, the community college was closed. So I had a few days off and that was pretty cool, but I wasn't able to do what I wanted. I went down to the cafe and I just like hung around for a little bit and I made a whole bunch of money um, just working and doing deliveries and stuff. Um, but uh, I guess, like, it was a little bit more productive since I didn't have internet, but at the same time, I couldn't do what I wanted. Um, it actually made me a little bit more productive in, like, getting more information and getting stuff ready to do my own uh, D&D campaign, um, which, uh, at this point, I'm just trying to get the funds to be able to buy stuff on D&D Beyond since I've already looked stuff up. But um, not fun when people are trying to talk to me and I can't talk to them. All right, cool. Was that it for everybody? Yeah, my week. Yeah. Yeah, my week has been kind of all over the place, too. I spent most of my time just looking at what we're going to be talking about next because, uh, because <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I was heavily involved in that community, too. Uh, but... But for me, like when I got Indivisible, and that was really that. Well, I, I, I'm still not even. I don't even think I'm halfway done with it yet. But it's, it's fun. I, I can't say enough about it. It's, it's, like the the voice acting was is really good. The art style is really good. I mean, it's made by the people who made what do you call it? Um, Skullgirls, right? So, and what else? It's fun. It, it feels like Valkyrie profile, and 
Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, like that had a baby, and then you know the this game came out. Uh, let's see. But other than that, I didn't play. I didn't really play anything else other than Final Fantasy fourteen, which I started started on another on another boss fight, the third the third boss fight. And we gotta get I gotta get that going before the next patch comes out. It's What's it's the third Leviathan, boss? and it's like yeah. Oh, um, it's the yeah, third tier like of Savage Raid. Or, it's um like like a hard mode raid yeah yeah uh, eden three savage but yeah. yeah that yeah so that was my week gotcha i i it was i only attempted that like three times i was saying like i was like man this is a lot easier than the second one <laughs> fucking i I yeah, hate it's really hard, but I, I'm at savage. farm status that, on that now. That fucking it's, it's DPS a check easier. is a ridiculous. Le- Leviathan's a lot easier. But yeah, that was my that was my week, and we're gonna get on with the next part, which is Blizzard and China. My God, this has gotten so big. So if we all don't know about it, you know, Blitzchunk, you won the Hearthstone tournament in uh, the. It, at the Grand Masters, not even the invita- the Invitational. So this is the Grand Masters in the Asia Pacific region, and he won. He won. However, he during his post game interview, he screamed out, "Liberate Hong Kong!" And then Blizzard called. Uh, you know, he they all. I'm pretty sure if. I'm pretty sure everybody knows this by now because it's been almost a week, but it's, you know, Blizzard t- uh, pretty much fired him and the casters and took away his money. But what what's weird about this is they there's like a lot of conflicting information going on, but at the same time, you know, they... they um, Blizzard also has a Weibo account, which is a, a Chinese um, social media, I'm guessing, or some sort of uh, a social media account that they that they tweeted out saying or or weeded out. I don't know what they call what what would they what would call it. <laughs> uh, saying like saying, oh yeah, we're we're all for the Chinese people, they, they blah, blah, out, blah 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 blah. But then like it. But then the weird part is is that they. They made a statement saying like, oh, this wasn't in response to the Chinese, um, you know, like uh, that. Ha- th- this has nothing to do with the politics of Chinese people. And then people are like saying, yeah, this is bullshit because on the Weibo account, it totally was or something like that. Oh, my God. Blizzard, man. I, I'm like, I, I don't know what to say about them right now. What do you guys think? I can tell that you have been itching to just yell about this into the microphone. <laughs> I know, I can tell. I can tell. Um, I, I also read the response from Bl- the uh, president of Blizzard, um, and uh, it, 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 the short of it was that, um, like, 
the way that they they conduct things and stuff like he spoke out of line and stuff like that but in in the way that they put it it was that um when you're when you're playing for a bl- uh, for a blizzard game or you're playing in their tournament like you have uh, we respect people and we respect everybody's speech and all this other stuff and different points of views and that's the that is the basis of it it's like it's entertainment epic entertainment globally and stuff like that and but he his words weren't respected because he i mean you can't fire someone from a tournament he got um disqualified from his winnings which later he actually ended up getting um and uh and then the the two shoutcasters that were um interviewing him and kind of saying the, pretty much the same thing and, and in agreement with him with uh, free, uh free hong or liberate hong kong they got six months banned they got six months and he got six months blitz strong um and it was like back and forth of like yeah you have a platform to speak on but you can't speak about a- anything that's like political or anything like that you can only talk about the game and it's like you know if you look at Evo or you look at any other tournament, you can talk, you can shout whatever you want. You actually could, unless it's like horribly racist or whatever. Then yeah, they're gonna be like, uh, we need you off the stage. But otherwise, like this sort of statement, if you put it on any other tournament stage, they would be fine with it. Okay, the difference between a tournament stage and like Evo, where people be able to say something versus a competitor, a competitive Hearthstone player that works for the actual company. I understand where the man is coming from. I just preferred you... Did he read his contract? I know there's something in his contract that he can't, like, talk about these certain things. And it was it was the right thing to say. I just think it was just the wrong platform for him to do it. Because that's his job. I mean, all of us here have jobs, and I can't say... I know... For me, I can't say what I want to say, how I want to say it, while I'm making coffee drinks, because you're gonna get reprimanded for that. Well, and the it, difference is that, like, when you when you play in a tournament, you actually have a platform to stand on. Not like, oh, you like go ahead and like say whatever you want of like of politics. Like, here's your time to say it. It's like it's not specifically stated like that. It's just like you're on the spotlight now you get to tell, like, show yourself. While, like, you could just hunch over and be like, yeah, it was a good game and stuff like that. And, like, uh, I knew what I was doing, like, that sort of thing. Or it can, like, be, like, you know, step up. You know, it's kind of like your moment to shine and be the person that you want to be. And, you know, that that's completely different than, like, going to your job and being like, hey, liberate Hong Kong. Like that's completely two different things. What are you talking about? I think I he he knew he knew the risk that he was willing. Yeah, and to he was expecting it too. So you, it, so um, that's he want he made a statement and he knew the risk and he said what he had to say. Now us as individuals, we have to be like, okay, what's what's going on? It made people be like, what's going on in Hong Kong and. People are looking at that, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. He did what he had to do. I think it's actually funny that you that like when you just ask the question like, oh, now it's now you ask, 
Wait, what's going on going on in Hong Kong? Yeah. It's like, well, this is shit has been happening for a while, <laughs> but like, well, I'm I'm, t- I'm speaking for the people that really don't. Know. Right, right. Um, but I still think that even with, I think that's that rule from Blizzard is still fucking stupid, because like how well see how can there's a huh? there's a big problem though in the sense that, um, if you don't have that rule, then essentially. If you think about something like the liberation of Hong Kong, for example, the reality of it is, is it's not right. It's not wrong either. Like, it's just one perspective. So in that sense, what I think what they're trying to say is like, because we're trying to make a platform that's kind of inclusive to everyone and independent of like the politics and stuff like that, if people take that stance on there, um, it kind of like... It's it's in the sense of like where's the line of what you say can't be said because some like you said earlier you're like oh if they said something horribly uh, racist or something something like that they could take it off I get that but then like if they're not just like giving this blanket impression of like we don't we just don't want any of it it's like where do you draw the line right like because technically he could have said free Hong Kong or he could have been more so for China and said whatever he wanted to say. At which point, it's like, I'm sure there would be a completely different reaction to what he was saying. Um, and like, I'm sure there would have been just as much of an uproar about that. Maybe not specifically with Blizzard, but maybe more so with that person in particular. But I think the, the thing that's kind of like that people aren't noticing is that um, the big problem with Blizzard that people have right now is just that they agree. What with do you mean? Guy. Agree with who? Like if they didn't, meaning if they didn't agree with him, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't have the same complaint. If he had said something like, like you said, we said racism, or let's say it's not even as bad as racism, but something that like the general populace doesn't agree with, like for example, the exact opposite where they say that China should have control over Hong Kong, I'm sure people wouldn't have been mad if Blizzard punished him for that. Like really, the problem is that the problem that everybody has is they agree with the guy that Blizzard went against. Well, uh, no, I think the pro- I think the thing that everybody's pissed off about is because, um, like Blizzard was so quick on you know, just getting ri- uh, like you know firing all three people pretty much right because they say like it, oh it's a six month ban mm-hmm. right they say it's a six month ban in the esports world a six month ban is pretty much a career ender. It can be. Yeah, it's not like you know, like like traditional sports where you know people just make millions of dollars, right? We're not at that stage yet. Well, sure. So right now, six six month like ban is pretty much a career ender. In I mean, not for a person that plays necessarily. Maybe for a caster, unless they find like you know position with somebody other than Blizzard. Especially in cat, yeah, as a caster, you know how hard like I've seen it up front on how hard it is to get uh, get get to that point of just being a caster. But what about when you've been one already? Meaning like you've professionally been a caster for Blizzard and now you're looking for a job as a caster. Do you think it's as hard at that point? I feel like the barrier to entry is pretty hard. It can be, yeah, especially, you know, like there, there's this whole spiel right now on like, you know, all these gaming companies that, that works with esports. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, you know, they're bending over backwards for China. I mean, but do we know that though? 
it, there's actually like a whole thing about well, yeah, it. Yeah, I've, that, I've seen like, like some like of the stuff, and I think people have. my aversion typically is like I don't, I don't like buying into the conspiracy of it all. And I think people jump to conspiracies like pretty much immediately in the sense that like they'll connect the dots and say, oh, you know, this person, you know, had owns, you know, this Chinese person owns some percentage of Blizzard or whatever the case may be. I don't, I don't remember what the exact details were. But once they make that connection, the first thing that they think is, oh, we're doing this for China. Like, honestly, this to me. It's debatable what how like whether or not they were a little bit too harsh with the punishment. I think that's where like I would be like, okay, yeah, you got you probably have a point there. But like the part where everybody just flat out, you know, starts saying things like, oh, they're just bending to China. I don't know how people have evidence of that other than like connecting their own dots and then speculating. No, it's proven. How do you prove that? On the Weibo <clears throat> account, because, okay, so Weibo is like, you know, a Chinese um, social media mm-hmm. account. And Blizzard has uh, a thing about that. And then uh, look, or uh, where, where I think it's the, I think it's that last link on the okay. docket. So you see that on the, uh, uh, you see that screenshot on the bottom one? It says also Blizzard. It says, we express our strong indignation of condemnation of events that occurred in the Hearthstone Asia Pacific uh, competition last week and absolutely opposed this dissemination of personal political ideas during any event for, uh, oh no, for games. The player involved will be banned and the commentators involved will be immediately terminated for any official business. Also, we will protect or safeguard our national dignity slash honor. There's a yep. but what does that have there, to do with China? I'm confused. There's a confusion in information too because we have source of one thing and we have source of saying a different thing. Um, also, we don't know if the person that is running the Weibo account is someone completely different than running the say Blizzard's Twitter. Yeah. Like we don't know that, and we don't know what the real information is well, when it comes to that yeah, sort of thing. Well, so in uh, so as as a result, you know Tim Sweeney says, "Oh yeah, we're not gonna blend anybody for ma- making that kind of comment." Do you, I find that bullshit? They say that again. I don't know about we're you. We're not guys. gonna ban anybody. Tim Sweeney made a comment saying like, "Oh, they they won't ban players on opinion or slash free speech." When did he say that? And so so like after like, all of this, I think Is on like Tuesday and after all okay. this, yeah, after okay. all this. Um, so, you know, Epic, okay, so Epic is owned, uh, Tencent owns 40% of Epic. Blizzard, uh, Tencent owns 10% of. What do you think is going to happen if, if somebody said something like that with Epic? Do you think they're going to, the same thing's going to happen? You know, Tencent is a Chinese company. And Tim Sweeney says, oh yeah, we're not, this is not going to happen with us. I'm like, for me, I'm thinking, oh yeah, that's so bullshit. If Tencent, yeah, I think, I was gonna say, I think I'm confused on that too. Or, no, if, if 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 somebody did that with like, let's say, um, like uh, Fortnite. Okay. And what were you? How what were you saying? There's somebody owns some percentage of Epic. So Tencent owns forty percent of okay. Epic. And Tencent is a Chinese company, and Tencent also owns ten percent of Blizzard. Or maybe five or ten percent. I forgot. It's a lot uh, less than forty. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, it's a lot less than forty. And Tim Sweeney says they won't ban players. Well, I mean, for their again, that's like to me, that's like speech. speculation again. That's kind of so, what I'm talking okay. about. Where I don't jump in on that stuff. You might wait. Tim Tim Sweeney saying that they they won't ban players. No, he said no, that. no, not speculation that he said it. It's the concept of you're making the connection of oh, they own forty percent of Epic. So what do you think's going to happen if they do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I'm not going to sit here and I wouldn't sit here and say, like, because someone in China owns 40% of Epic, then that means that it's bullshit what Tim Sweeney said. I have no clue. Like, that, I think that's the part where it kind of starts getting a little bit sensationalized, where we start making decisions for the company based on these dots that we've connected. That's what I'm saying. Sorry, I mean, to interrupt you. Okay, well, ahead. we'll see. I mean, like, that's not, well, I guess to a lot of years that uh just be careful what how we say these things too so a lot of people might assume that you're on you know i mean i would assume if i have like but i mean i would assume right that if i'm working if i'm doing competitive stuff and i'm knowing i'm doing a, a playing a game knowing that china owns the majority of the company that i'm playing for and they're having conflict with china you know you you like I said, he knew the risk that he took when he said those things. And just like Sharpie said, you just got to be careful what you say because you might say something that's going to offend the company that you work with. And it comes with Well, no, I'm what we're going to be saying for the people that's going to be listening, we might offend you know, some people uh, depending on what, what we say. And then if we're defending some somebody, we might piss, like people might get that pissed off That happens all the time, though, with different topics that every day yeah, and i think i think something that's worth saying just to kind of get a little bit of a look behind like the looking glass for even our podcast is that like like lady infamous was saying in every scenario like you have to be mindful that you can basically say what you, what you want to but there's probably there's potentially going to be um you're going to have some sort of like repercussions for what you say and when i said like a little bit of a peek behind the door it's like we've even had discussions about Stuff where we're like, yeah, we're not going to talk about this kind of stuff because of what the impact might be to like our listening audience. So like in the mm -hmm. sense of I don't know how much it, how much it sense how much sense it makes to be like, oh, yeah, everybody should be able to just say whatever they want to and not have to worry about, you know, getting fired or getting like, um, you know, being like uh, being unable to participate for like a given amount of time. Like it's something that legitimately we all deal with in every mm -hmm. facet of our life like again whether if you're talking about how much the penalty is that i'd be like okay maybe like just because he said that that's a little bit harsh to say six months and you're gone but like well sorry six months that you can't participate and then you can maybe come back but like to i don't know i can't i don't know if i can find fault in blizzard for saying like yeah we're just trying to have you know i mean actually even better even on our twitch channels right Somebody could come in and say something and we have, we can have moderators or we can have ourselves doing our moderation where we're like, they come in and say something that could be offensive and we might be like time out or we might be like banned. Right. And that's basically the same exact thing where the person in charge, you know, this, in this instance being Blizzard or in our Twitch streams being us is trying to establish kind of a baseline of sort of the type of experience that they want for their viewers. And they're just enforcing that baseline. And, you know, if I ban someone, someone could be like, oh, that's too harsh. All I did was make a joke. And I'm like, well, that's not the type of joke that I want in my channel. So 
I don't know. I don't know if I see. I can't. I don't know if I can find Blizzard wrong in this sense, or even not I, even wrong. But yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay. So let's let's clear something up before we yeah, continue. Uh, right. Um, do you guys think Blizzard did the wrong thing? I honestly yes. would say that the, I think that they just penalized them too hard. No, no, no. Do you think they did the well, wrong thing? I'm saying thing? all I think they did wrong was penalize them too hard. Other than that, they operate think, like a company. Yes. Right? No, but because there's just going to be a follow-up yeah, yeah. question to this. That's why. Lady Infamous, what do you think? Because I think yes. I think that they, I agree with Keith. They, they just gave him too much. They just gave him too much time. Yeah, he's supposed to get reprimanded for saying some political shit on his job. That's what how I see it. And like you said, Sharpie, six months is a lot for a hardship. Okay, so sorry, real quick. Sharpie and Zeldrick, you're saying you don't think they should have been reprimanded. That's what you mean when you say that they were wrong? They were wrong. Yeah, I think that Blizzard did something wrong. However, here's the next question. Well, sorry, I'm trying to, I'm trying to determine you, what are you saying they, they in- did wrong specifically mm-hmm. oh just 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 you know just him. immediately firing and then you know because okay yeah. that's it. The, the reason uh, why is because <laughs> you know other people made political political statements with like you know the lgbtq rt whatever however many letters there are af- they're after that now <laughs> oh my god um, <laughs> yeah so Jesus, Sharpie, Sharpie, he's about to get kicked off of the podcast <laughs> yeah god damn it. LGBTQ. Well, I don't know. They keep adding letters yeah, you're right. to it. They do. Stop! <laughs> you're you're so. burying your hole even further. I'm just I'm just going to clear it they up. Keep Hold on. LGBTQ. They A they added I A at the end. I A plus I-A actually. Plus. It, it, yeah. Yes. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So people made statements on about that, mm-hmm. but you know they didn't they didn't do anything, and you know they also made a a thing where. You know, like they did a, a college tournament too, like an actual college tournament, and people post, you know, held up signs saying like, "Oh yeah, liberate liberate Hong Kong," but they didn't get banned. You know, it's like, um, okay, so sorry, oh, okay, so Sharpie, let me, uh, so so you saying, let me let me, uh, so you saying if you had an, you had somebody working at your company, knowing that they're at a public stage, knowing that the conflicts that you have with your company. With, with your company, with the country that your company is based on, and your employee says something out of pocket on national TV, you gonna reprimand them? They're not employees. They're not they're employees. Contractors. Yeah, they're okay, not so, employees. So, so, so what do you call it? So, so, would, would, would so you tournament people, them? they're not employees because you okay, don't. Okay, so would you, but my question yeah. is, would you, as a as a head of a company, reprimand them? For what? Uh, for for. Uh, as a, as a contestant, saying politi- speaking their political beliefs, no, speaking their political beliefs on a public stage like that player did, would you reprimand them? If it's done only once, no. What okay, if, but what if it's done twice? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, follow. Up. No, if if their whole okay, let's say like their whole All like right, social media was uh yeah. Let, let me finish. And I'll give it to you, Zeldrick. So if their so, whole so, okay, so let's say you know how like on Twitter people would say like my 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 opinions are my own, not that doesn't represent my company or whatever mm-hmm. the hell, yeah. right? Um, if 
uh, if they say that, but then all they do is talk about political stuff and they work at the uh, work at uh, but they work at the company, then that's a different. Uh, then my mind would have to shift, right? However, you know, if they if they all they really talk about is you know whatever their daily lives is, or if they talk about you know what they did at the company or something, um, and you know it wasn't really political and they said it like once, that's fine. But if they talk about like you know half their things on their Twitter account is you know political. I, I don't I, I I don't know you know so you gonna sit here and tell me you're not gonna reprimand them you're not gonna give them a warning you're not gonna give them. A, a, there was no, a no warning. That's that's the thing. There was no warning. They look at if Blizzard did this right. If Blizz this if Blizzard did um said like, hey that was not okay. We will give you a warning. Uh, call this a warning. We'll. This is like you know, let's say a strike or whatever. Um, don't don't ever do this again. I would have been some, fine with something like that. Just okay, immediately I, I just banning him and then saying like, oh yeah, this is uh this is uh, uh and, and we're gonna take away your money. I'm not okay with that. That being said, I think we're saying the same exact thing. Go ahead, Zeldert. <clears throat> um. So with the same question posed to me. No, I would not reprimand them or ban them or fire them from the company because the situation being of what they said. What they said was liberate Hong Kong. Okay, I'm pretty sure that a lot of us that are looking at this situation from the outside, that would be a good thing. Yes, I think it's more in the details of what is being said. So like, yeah. if we he didn't even say ba anything bad about China. No, he just said like, just we just want it. We just want ourselves liberated. Exactly. Like, it, the if you have a neutral stance or you don't talk about it at all, or a situation is brought up where the topic is brought up and you just don't say anything about it, then you're in the wrong for not saying anything about it. So, the I the. How I'm looking at Blizzard right now is that, okay, because we have this rule of, hey, we have a completely neutral ground, you can't talk about politics, whatever, and you're pretty much like, you don't have a stance, you can't show that you have a stance, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I just find that really, really weird. Um, and There's other ways, there's other ways to, to say what you need to say. Um, other than but the, the thing about when he said it, which was at the end, he had already won. He's being interviewed. Um, would you say that that is um, your award ceremony? Like that right there. Like, I mean, after you had won and like when I, I don't know how else to make this more clear. Like when the shoutcasters are actually talking to him and interviewing him and stuff like that. Mm hmm. Okay, so then what is the difference between that platform of him getting banned for saying what he wanted to say then and the and the other side is or the other situation of Sonic Fox getting a uh getting an award at the VGAs and speaking for the LGBT community and like going all out on that. They didn't take his award away. Like the difference is because Blizzard has connections with China. That's why. 
and there, that's where you're extrapolating right there. See, like that now. Now we get into situations where like we don't actually have the information. Mm-mm. So like, that's that's the comparison I'm going to make. Where I say this is wrong that they even banned him and the shoutcasters in the first place that they did that yeah. at all okay. because of exactly so here's what he my, said. Here's the next thing, right? Uh, my the next question is. Were was Blizzard within their own rights to do uh to do what they just did? And now I'm going to say yeah, absolutely, yes. yeah, of course. Right? And uh, if we were to put this in RPG morality terms, this would be lawful evil. Would you guys agree? See, I would. The I don't thing think is, so. it's but go ahead. Talk. It's so stupid. Like I, a company can make rules within the company but like yeah it doesn't make it necessarily right so that's i'm gonna say that yeah. the re- i mean the... if you were to put it in rpg morality terms what would you guys call it i would say lawful evil i mean th- that's the only way you can put it because they have a rule specifically to well it's a rule that is what we see as inherently evil so yes it's lawful evil if you want to actually get an answer about that yeah i don't Um, know if i see it as inherently evil because i think about for example twitch and the same concept with like whether or not a girl like shows a bunch of cleavage or is half naked on this while she's on her stream it's like realistically that's just kind of like her own form of self-expression like why is that bad but like this well why is this bad but that's not for example because it's really just like your approach to like nudity versus that's why i was saying like i don't know i don't know where the line is at that point at all they can really do as a company is like decide on what their their things that they either agree with don't agree with that they're taking a moral stance on that they're not taking a moral stance on whatever the case may be but i don't know if it's ever that's why i can't say it's evil i don't think it's ever bad it's just one way of looking at it Okay. Do you think more uh more morally do you think uh sh- like silencing him by getting rid of him was a right thing to do? Well, so to to go along with what I was saying earlier when I interjected right before I'm not talking about Hold on, rules. hold on, like right before I interjected like on Zeldrick when I was saying I think we're all saying the exact same thing and don't realize it in the sense that like you guys are saying that you thought it was wrong for them to like fire the the casters in uh to punish like you know the participant or whatever what lady infamous and i were saying was that like they were just too harsh with their like punishment it's basically the exact same thing like when you guys were saying um like oh we i wouldn't have been mad if they just like gave him a warning that is like that's basically exactly what we're saying like yeah it's a harsh punishment to just fire them but sorry go ahead I'm saying something completely different. Okay. I'm saying what you guys are saying is that one okay, one of you says a, a warning. Two of you are saying the sentence is too harsh. I'm saying don't even give him a warning at all. But, the fact that he got any sort of flack from the company at all because of the details of what he said to me is wrong. But again, where's the line for that? Everything is really just like there's no hate in that. What's up? 
There's no hate in that. Oh, sure. But like I could go up there and say, for example, you know, just to be like, I don't know, just to be extra. I could say that like, uh, you know, black people are better than everybody else at gaming. Not necessarily that there's any hating oh, wow. in this that versus like, like whatsoever. It could be my <laughs> observation. But what do you, what's your approach at that point? Uh, are we talking no, about? No, I'm like, just talking about Kanye in general being able to say something George that's Bush not was, centered around hate. Remember sorry, that? remember what? I mean, do do you think? Yeah, do do you, I mean, does do you think this is like a similar situation when remember the when George Kanye West thing? said, yeah, yeah, uh, George yeah. Bush? Does um, not like that. I don't know. That yeah. in a way that could yeah, kind that? of yeah. ish. I don't know. That could that that's up to interpretation. But anyways, I'm just saying, yeah, something where it's not really rooted in the idea of hate or disliking anybody else. But it's something that you might not necessarily want being said in the tournament. It's like it's under the same umbrella. But I would imagine that if I went up there and tried to say something like that, they would probably reprimand me for it. So that's why I'm like, where's the line? I don't I would just say like I I'm not saying they, they were 100 percent right in doing what they did. That's why I was like, I think the kind of the reprimand what how they punished, quote unquote, punished them was like. That was probably too harsh, but like in terms of a company trying to figure out where to draw the line, I'm not necessarily mad at them for saying that was kind of across the line that they tried to establish for their content that they're putting out there. I would just say, yeah, at least give them a slap on okay. the wrist and Mor not like okay. a Okay, let, let's, a let's ask another Sorry, question. Morally, yeah, morally, do you think what Blizzard morally. did was right? I'll let you guys start. I don't, I don't know if I know what that means, but go ahead. Oh my <clears throat> god! Uh, no. Nope. But they're a company. They're a company, though. You gotta understand. There is. Yeah. No. But again. 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 I so you're saying morally, like, do we agree business. with what the person was saying? No. No. What Blizzard did. Just well, by, I think that's what Lady Infamous was answering, though. Yeah. As a company, like that, they're a whole different thing than what somebody a uh, uh, moral judgment an individual would make. Like I would, like I said, the problem I think is that we most of us probably agree with him, so that's why we're a little we're offended at the fact that there was any kind of punishment on him is because like we're on that side. Morally, I don't I don't know how I could say what morally a company should do. It's like a, it's not a human being that has morals. It's it's a business. Well, in the eyes of the government, they are a human body. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this news got so big. Even politicians and mainstream news were a part of it. I saw it on NPR. I yeah. saw and it I linked on it Fox to my friend. I also yeah, saw it exactly. on MSNBC. Fucking <laughs> and Fox Business News. Well, sure. I think in 2019, if the internet raises a bunch of stink about something enough, then everything will pick up on it. Well, not only it that, seems. like, remember right before this, not even a week before it, was the whole NBA the thing. The NBA thing? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Uh, it's... I mean, it just kind of shows how much, like, realistically, China's actually tied to us. We might not yeah. realize that they have, like, so many little, you know, strings that are actually attached to different parts of American culture. Until now, we're like, you know, there's some turmoil over there that's actually impacting people's you know discussions and stuff like that over in the states i mean you, you know like you know that uh, you know endgame the movie and uh wait why uh, am i blanking on uh, endgame? The, Avenger, 
yeah, Avengers. Oh, Avengers. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. Go ahead. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, like, you know, China, you know, China funds most of our films. <clears throat> uh, and Endgame's, you know, one of them, right? And he, they, they added like 17 minutes extra, or I think it's like 17 minutes extra catered just for China. Mm-hmm. I don't so, find yeah. that weird at all. Because there's like realistically, like if you ever look at how movies are made, you know, they always have people who provide money impacting decisions in the movie. It's one of the things that like a lot so of just lobbying filmmakers create, yeah. like complain about a lot in general. It's just like, oh, this was my original idea. And it got like my babies getting massacred by the people who gave me the money for it because they want, you know, they have all their input that they think will sort of. You know, one if you make the movie this way, then we'll make so much more money than if you know you made it your way. Yeah, and so, then you know. you know how you know how like the two top uh, founders of Blizzard just left the company, saying like, "Oh yeah, it was the it was their time or retiring." I'm like saying, "No, that's the timing just doesn't seem right. Something's wrong in in the company." That's what most of us, you know, Blizzard fans were thinking. And I can uh, say most of us Blizzard fans because I talked to a lot of people about this and I watched people who I've been following saying, saying the same thing. Yeah, I got nothing on that one. Y'all would know more than me. Like Mike Morheim. Like he says, yeah, he's left because he's done and he, it's time to pass the torch to somebody else. And I'm like, no, that does, that's not right. Especially you know, with the whole Diablo you know, mobile thing, announcing that scene year when he said he was patching the torch. So you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't even think in chance, Sharpies? I'm a, I'm, I'm done with Blizzard. I'm done. I can't, I can't he's, really support them anymore. He's been done. Yeah, I've been done. And this, this pretty much reinforces it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I think I'm, I'm speaking with a lot of people, or I'm speaking for a lot of people when I say that, like, I, I'm. I don't think I've ever been happier to see a company burn. <laughs> um, I've never seen a, a giant shit show. A, a, a titan of a company burn so bad. <laughs> and not only that, BlizzCon is in a few weeks. So he, here's something else. Um, and it's because it's Blizzard Activision. They're like the same company. Um, so as soon as Destiny 2 left Activision... And like when it went free to play, their servers got better. Their ser their server load times got significantly better, and people are like playing a lot better. And everything about like the game now, like everybody likes. Okay, I I don't have an opinion about that because I haven't really. I only opened it, and then I didn't really do anything with it after opening. Oh it, so. well, I'm I'm speaking about like just everything that I've read since like the release of Destiny Two um, on Steam. Mm. and just everything that's been going on like it, just because like the destiny 2 servers they were using activision's shitty call of duty ones like everybody's been able to play a lot better mm. so interesting okay so yeah that's like one sort of example of of a, a of a game leaving that entire corporation and then just getting better and like Everything that they or how they run is just not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, mean, I, don't, I don't know anything about that one. 
I mean, there's a meme out there right now saying like, um, where it shows like EA saying like, I'm the king of, you know, bad company or something like that. And then there's like Activision saying, uh, because of loot boxes and all that. And then like, and then, and then Activision says, oh, we, we censor uh, freedom of speech. And then, you know, EA is bending to, bending to Activision, giving them the crown. (laughs) You know, it's like... (sighs) Uh, EA being like, oh man, like we're the king of worst companies, and then Blizzard's like, hold my beer, I'll show you. <laughs> Give me the crown, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. <laughs> the moral of the story is this: be careful what you say. Well, the thing is that I think he was prepared for it, right? Like he. That's the most important part. He knew, he knew what he was on, what was at risk when he yeah. said what he said, and. And people. Well, it's more like like freedom for him was more important than his winnings. But you got to give it up to him for that. Yeah, like he yeah. He, he, yeah. he was like, I only wasted four years of my life playing this game, but like bending over to China is a lifetime, right? Yeah. So I saw that quote. Yeah. Um. Uh, and in response, Wizard of the Coast made a huge ad campaign with Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, like, how much ads you were getting about Magic, but I sure did. Uh, yo, I seen, I, I, I seen, yo, I, I seen a lot of Magic ads. <laughs> like, I'm I, like, yeah. I got the game yeah, already. Especially, you know, you know, since Hearthstone is burning from all this, so it's just a lot yeah. of Magic ads all over the place now. Oh, what timing. Um, in in response to that as well, I finally uninstalled Overwatch and Blizzard for my computer. Um, I was actually sort of participating here and there of the latest uh, comp season, and just I was hating it. Everybody was such trash. I was heal- trying to heal everybody. Everybody, I got lowered to fucking silver from like high gold, and just I my interaction or uh, my relation with overwatch comp the scene has been just horrid because i heal and nobody knows how to fucking play and that was the final straw i don't know why it took now for me to uninstall it i should have uninstalled it a long time ago but that was my response and now i'm moving over or uh i'm i played a little bit more of destiny 2 pvp because i kind of have a little bit of a fps competitive itch and I just in- installed Apex Legends to see if I can, uh, you know, maybe have fun yeah, with that. Yeah, EA should capitalize on this. You know I mean? <laughs> EA should capitalize with their bad pr- business practices. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder what Call of Duty. I wonder what's next. Call of Duty's going to make some big statement too. You know, since the same company. Well, anyways. Yeah. I don't know whatever so mm-hmm. speaking of call of duty which is going to be the next uh well it's kind of a a, a a small segment you know it's 175 gigabytes what the fuck yeah and then hold on yeah hold on wait a minute on pc yeah and okay there you yeah, go rem- okay remember remember like last not even a year ago like you know big games were like 50 gigabytes and you know there was like a number of people going ape shit about that and now like yeah. like and that that's including me right 175 mm-hmm. gigabytes 
holy shit, wh- like, this is, like, uncompressed what? shit that they're releasing. It's like saying, fuck compression. Yeah, yeah but... Right? That's a Call of Duty person problem, so I might just have to just make some room, <laughs> which I already have, well, so I'll be okay. You're not but, playing on PC, are you? No, but it's gonna, if it's 175 on PC, it might be over 100 on console. Okay. Yeah, well, not only that, yeah, but, you know, like, I, I'm guessing, like, you know, quote, like, you know, I'm just... I'm just putting quotes in their mouth right now, so it's not what their official statement is. But I'm just saying, like, saying we know that you only have so much uh, solid state drive space, and you know what's going to take up majority of it? Points to self. Is what you're gonna have to explain yeah, that one? Points to self. Oh, points yeah, no, to self, like, meaning yeah, they like, pointed to themselves. To oh, yeah, okay. I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> it took <Yeah>. a second. <laughs> yeah. It's like we only know how much solid state drive that they're that you know they say, and you know what the majority of that is being taken up by, right? I mean, I'm the only one on this whole podcast who need, who wanted me to worry about the space because I, nobody's a Call of Duty fan up here. I mean, that's not. Uh, I mean, the, the the point is, is that like they didn't even bother with compression. I mean, what would take up 175 gigabytes of space? Bullshit. <laughs> you know, right? 175 gigs of bullshit. I was like, man, did they, I, I feel like they never even bothered like compressing like their texture packs. You know what I mean? So, but here's the thing. When I, when I played the, the beta of Call of Duty on PC, that show looked hella cool. It looked really good. I mean, Lady Infamous, even when you were playing on uh, PS4, didn't it look really, really good? I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was, I mean, I have, I had worked Call of Duty textures before. You, have you played a Modern Warfare 2? <laughs> the multiplayer? I mean, Modern Warfare 2 was really good at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but them textures was harsh. Now, yeah, I, I didn't realize it. <laughs> I didn't realize until I played back, like, the, like a while back, and I'm like, Damn, look at these windows. Look at the door. The thing is, is that, like, how much are you going to be noticing that as you're playing throughout the years, right? It's like, well, not only that, well, the thing is, is that file size is not just double, it tripled and then some. Well, I I kind of knew it was going to happen with the advancement of video games. It wasn't going to be no 15 gigs, no 10 gigs, no 12 gig full games no more. But triple in the past year? It, 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 that's what it's gonna have to be, man. It's just that. Well, it, that's the thing. Like, it's the, not, I don't think there's any compression happening in Call of Duty. Like, well, in the, no, no, it was that? all Could just. You, like, well, do you 100% well know that? I mean, based on how I, because I did a little bit of 3D modeling, uh, I, well, I learned a little bit about it, and I'm like, yeah, if you don't compress it, well, I'm pretty sure T would know because he works in videos, like uncompressed video versus compressed videos. Oh, I mean, it's a massive difference, yeah, in terms of file size. Yeah. <clears throat> well, here's the other thing. Um, like, do they have? Is that or I'm sorry, does Call of Duty on PC have a high res texture package or whatever? That's what I was gonna say. That yeah, gonna yeah. Be that's what I was thinking too, right? Like the whole 4K texture pack. Yeah, like it, I wonder if that's just included with it. If that's what they're talking about. Yeah, even if it is, I think it's still hella, it's way too big. A hundred gigs uh, of textures. Do you think that's right? Well, you know, it's like a hundred gigs of textures, I don't think so. <laughs> but that's the game, but that's the game in life, though. You you want to play the game? Well, that's, I mean, that's not, that's not actually, the point. The point is, is like, uh, what was Activision being lazy about compressing their files, right? I don't, 
I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, the thing know, is, is when I looked at... That's what well, it seems like. But I... When I played the beta... Even when I played the beta, it looked high quality as fuck. Like, all that shit looked really, Do you really, guys remember really how big the uh, beta was when you played it? Uh, no. I don't. I, it, it was like 15 gigs? Hmm, something okay. like that. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure a lot, most wanted, of it, it was based off, like, the engine and all that, too. But the other, but um, that's going to include the story, mm-hmm. and I yeah. believe that it's going to have a lot more cutscenes. So, Special ops as well. It, yeah, that game could there. really just be massive. Like, yeah. in terms of how much they put in there, and in terms of, like, like Deldrick was saying, like, if they have a high quality, like a 4K texture pack or something like that, it could just be a big-ass game. I think it's, like, one thing to remember, too, is that, like, they might be just banking on how fast technology moves, too. Like, you remember when the PlayStation 4 came out and they were like, uh, the PlayStation 4 is so good, you're going to want to get a second job for it? <laughs> they no, might be I thinking think it was a PS3. Long... Or uh, maybe it's PS3. Okay. Yeah, because it was uh, the cell processor, right? Remember I thought that? it was PS4. Anyway, whatever. Whichever one it is. But I think they, they could also be banking on the fact that they're like, drive, like, actual hard drive space is not expensive anymore. So yeah, they might I mean, be just saying, true. like, yeah, you can you can upgrade for not that much to be able to have, like, you know, what we wanted as our actual experience for the game as compared to, like, um, a toned-down version of it. Not to say that that, you know, just having the hard drive space equates being able to play it at, like, full res, like, high frame rate type of thing. But um, I don't know. They might just be saying, doing, you know, the throw the middle finger up and say, like, yeah, you guys could upgrade. It's not that bad. Yeah, well, not only that, like... You know, people are going to complain about the whole what do you call it, data caps. But they're that's what I think is the bigger problem. It's just that the internet services aren't keeping up with like the requirements for gaming in terms of like how much we have to download just to get a single game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's but it is a sign of the times too. Like I think this is this along um along with uh cyberpunk. Like, it's the sign of the times of, like, we need bigger hard drives now. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to need a lot bigger hard drives. Like, that uh, that game alone, or, like, Call of Duty, that is, a, like, a more than a... That's actually a, a fifth of my hard drive. Of my hard disk drive, not my solid-state drive. My solid-state drive, that's, like, almost the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. How much, how much is it so, again? It's, like, 200. 175? I, yeah, see, even like even more noteworthy is like that's like a quarter of like your uh, allocation of bandwidth for the month. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> that's the bigger problem, I think. Okay. Um, well, anyways, let's let's move on. Uh, let's go to Steam Local Multiplayer Online. That is, so we're all going to be able to play local multiplayer, so we can play Overcooked, the first one. The only thing I haven't we figured could. out by reading this art, like reading the article, is like how backward compatible is that? Like they said they like you know notified the developers or whatever, but it's like like you said, overcooked. Does that mean that once this functionality is released, just by default it'll work for overcooked, or is there some kind of like hooks that the developer has to add into the game in order for it to work with Steam's functionality? Yeah, that's that's another question. We, I was hoping that it was like a Steam thing that like, you know, a Steam engine. <laughs> a well, Steam engine. So the article, I mean, the the one you have linked here is from Kotaku and they say that um 
Its beta is launching, uh, or any games that offer local multiplayer, including split screen and local co-op play, will be able to plug in an online player two using a Steam overlay. When the friend accepts an invitation to play, it, it's as though they're playing side by side at the same machine. And then they actually have a quote from Valve that, um, much like a traditional split screen experience, the host's computer is running the game, but with remote play together, friends can join using their own controllers, voice, audio, and display, regardless of whether they also own the game on Steam. Any controller connected to the second player's computer will act as if they're plugged directly into the first computer. The player hosting the game can choose also choose to allow or block inputs to their shared keyboard and mouse. Yeah. So, like, it, I don't... Well, where did you guys read that there's some backwards compatibility thing? No, no, I'm, asking, just, I'm saying... I don't know. Like, is it, does it make sense that like just any game, when I said backwards compatibility, compatibility, I'm thinking like, like Sharpie mentioned overcooked the first one where there was no, um, there was no online co-op. It's like, as soon as they re uh, release that functionality, does it work with any game that was already created for single player that has like local co-op? Or is there something that, the developer of the game has to do to make it compatible with steam's functionality to say okay now you can utilize this because i don't know that, i don't know how that would work that like somehow you release well you put out some functionality that like inherently works with literally every single game well it when you have steam as a drm and then you're running you having to run the game through steam and you have the overlay um like it, the, the way to think about it is you say um, you take uh, a ball, a ball is the game, and then um, it's going to be a really dumb analogy, but like then you put tinfoil around that entire ball. That tinfoil is actually steam, and that tinfoil you then like you say that like you put a string to it and you link it up to another piece of tinfoil that somebody else's computer like the game being run locally like you have that and then just ha having steam as the multiplayer function that's how they're able to um drive the sort of um uh sort of hook um to be able to link up to somebody else's uh friend network or uh, their network to be able to um have the uh, the connectivity you know what i yeah, mean yeah no that, like, that's exactly yeah. how i was thinking right like it's it's based off of the steam platform not the game right so the even when the uh overcooked one since it doesn't have a online function all you would have to do is um have the functionality like okay so there there's a uh, program that i use once that's called pascal and um, I used that to play Civilization VI with a friend because they didn't have it. And all they did was, once it was their turn, they would just start using their mouse and keyboard and it would move the mouse and keyboard. Oh, like, or like you guys start were moving the cursor. the game? Pretty much, yeah. But it's it works exactly the same way. Like, because um, it says right here, uh, the player host in the game can also choose to allow or block inputs to their shared keyboard and mouse. Sure. So I guess so, going along the lines of what you guys were just saying, does it literally guarantee, is that like, uh, what'd you call it, Pascal? 
would Pascal, yeah. for example, be guaranteed to work on literally any game? Like, are you pretty much uh, as long as you can get Pascal set up, you're you're like confident that that controller will work? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I, that's what I was just asking. The only thing I'm like uncertain about is if there is something like I don't know. For example, why you would need to let developers know that. The only thing to let developers know would be like to send in like some sort of information and say, hey, we want our our game to have this local or this remote play feature. And then they would just set it up to be able to do it. Like, that's it. It's just like the developers would have to notify Steam that our game has local multiplayer only or has local multiplayer as a function we need to be set up with remote play. Okay, y'all real tech savvy with this, but I'm gonna just be like very simple with it. If if it's if it's work good, it could be great because you know, not everybody I think it's it's a good implement, but it's a lot of details in this. Um I don't know how the Steam Library is with multiplayer games. So uh, do they have multiplayer games that you can play with others like Locally, already no. No, right? there is a lot actually. Oh, there's yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. So what they're if were they talking about in this article, for example, if I was at your house and we should be able to play an online game on Steam, that's what they're trying to do. Like, no, you don't. Like, you don't have friend? to be at their house. They're saying like, if there's a game that has co-op but it's just couch co-op, then like mm-hmm. you being at your place using this steam functionality i could have you play with me a game that is just couch co-op like streets of rage yeah so like streets of rage there's no online well maybe there is for the new one i don't know but like the old one there's yeah there's no online so using steam i'd be able to play streets of rage and you'd be able to remotely play with me even if you don't own the game that's i think that's a great idea i just the thing is is it going to be all the games? Is it going to be some of the games? Is it going to be the new games? Is it going to be the and old yeah, games? Yeah, that's what we were discussing. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I don't think that's going to be a problem because all the games that do have local multiplayer that want to be a part of this feature, they just have to tell Steam, hey, we want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And they just do some paperwork. And they're like, okay, we got it. Yeah. All I right, let's so. move on. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just have to see. But let's move on. Stadia. AI negative latency offset. That's interesting. Ah, buzzwords. Person, well, <laughs> do, do, you, do you understand what this is? Uh, do, you, yeah. do you know what this is? Okay, so yeah, what this I mean, is... Based is, on the article. Yeah, so what this is is just people trying to... Or they're using AI technology to to try to guess where the player is going to shoot or, you know, or do whatever inputs like next ahead of time. And then sending it to you because they want to make it so like the experience there's like less delay than playing it locally. I think they need raw data to not just use AI. Well, that's the thing, right? That's like you know, because this is done over the internet, there will be a delay. So the so their solution to this is to use AI technologies. But they got money. They got money. Won't they hire some people? Let them use their products. Let them get some data from the um for the latency and combine it with the well, AI. Well, that's the thing. Latencies cannot really be changed because of distance. 
right? It's like when you get in a car, you can you can ride a you can ride a Ferrari and you can ride a Corolla. Your distance will still be the same. It's just one will be faster than the other, but it's not going to be like significantly faster, right? So that that that's what this whole AI thing is going to be about, right? Where it's just, they're going to try to make it so like they're going to computate like you know millions of you know possible outcomes and sending it to the user when it comes to like 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 really fast shooters uh that's a that's a different kind of question because how i would as assume is like let's say let's say that you're playing a shooter a twitch shooter right like like let's say counter strike right um and you're very good at doing body shots and the ai knows that right but for once just for once you say I want to try to go for a headshot. Is the AI going to go, oh, since this person's really good at doing head uh, or body shots, I'm going to make it so like it's just it's going to shoot at the guy's body. Uh I don't know. I I, I doubt it would be that I'm sure like it's not going to be as basic as that like when you start throwing AI into things, um, those systems get like super complex, but I still think, you know, just going along the same lines, it's like, that's going to be a rough one to figure out just to anticipate, just in general to anticipate what someone's doing because humans just in general are, we're predictable, but we're also crazy unpredictable. So like you said, there could be the time where you, you know, you break your pattern and try to go for something different. It's like, how does the AI compensate for that? Um, which again, super complicated. I'm sure before they release it, they'll have to consider stuff like that. But I just don't know how sold I am on the idea of even in generally something trying to guess what I'm doing. Like that's, that's just in terms of gaming, that's weird. It almost feels like in a way they're taking the control out of your hands. Yeah. We're going to have to see about that. I mean, as a person that's going to be owning Stadia, what do you think of this? Yeah, because I don't think he's the only one that's gonna get one, right? I doubt it. I'm not. I, I bet you get one. I will not get no stadium. You gotta be out your you mind. You want to bet us uh, Philly cheesesteak on it? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's this whole Philly cheesesteak? <laughs> <laughs> was there like a bet happening about a Philly cheesesteak that I wasn't? Yeah, same way we betted like on drinks at TwitchCon. Oh, she oh, owed me a couple okay. Philly no, cheesesteaks. No, 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 no. I ain't bet nothing. I ain't bet nothing. I'm gonna tell you what happened. Right, we was. We was talking about playing Metamedine, that movie mode at your house. And I was like, well, cool. I'll make some Philly cheesesteak sandwiches. And then he ran with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm never going to make those. I'm never going to make those sandwiches, man. <laughs> but, here's, but you know what? Here's the thing. You are saying that you what you just said was said you that. would make. I was wondering you if you picked Philly on it too. <laughs> Hold on. But then it was just last night that you said, I wasn't going to make them. I was going to bring some. And you're like, we're like, No. You're making them. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to pick up on you that too. You said you would make them. <laughs> I, I said I'd make them. I, I'm, I'm, I ain't going to talk a lot of shit, but I'll keep it real. I said I was going to make them. Now, y'all, like I said, we're not. I'm never going to make them slash buy those sandwiches anyway. I'm, I'm not worried about it. But anyways, okay. all I was saying, like, I, I bet you get a stadia because I bet... I'm not saying you'll get a Stadia in November, but I just have a feeling that the Stadia, it's one of those things where like, I don't think people can see the potential at the beginning. 
but you got to remember that a is like google and b there's a such thing as time so like what do you think is what do you think it's gonna look like next year if they manage i don't care hold on hold on if they manage to make a better experience (laughs) on a console that costs two hundred dollars I have a Switch. I will have a PC and a, uh, and a um, uh, Xbox and a PlayStation. I am so okay. Good. What about what about crossplay? What if there's no crossplay and everybody's playing on Stadia? Call I of Duty. You get, you're just not gonna play I, Call of Duty. First of all, <laughs> that's never gonna happen. You do assume <laughs> so. Never... That's what I'm saying. I'm, that's fine. We better sandwich I, on it. You owe me another one. <laughs> I don't owe you any sandwich. I don't owe you. I just, I, I to me again. I, I don't, I don't owe you no extra sandwiches. I'm just telling you. I just mentioned, like, not, I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. I, I totally think that, like, I don't have confidence in the current stadia, but I have confidence that, like, this is kind of the beginning of like where we're probably going to end up going next. So I bet you get one. I bet it happens. Just not in November. Maybe not even in like February. It come well, next November. All right. Not in the near that's future. A big, that's a big guess. <laughs> You're never going to get one. Um, it just, it just, it's, it's, it's not making me want to get one when I have other options. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't want to have an item that I don't spend on ending up collecting dust and not being used. And that's what I feel like. Oh, like an Apple Watch? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, I got another one. I got another one. How about Monster Hunter World for PS4? How's that going? Excuse yeah. me. I, somebody, somebody gave me that game. So I pay, pay for that game. Wait, uh, let, let's give the audience dust. like the context behind the whole Apple Watch thing. No, <laughs> no, we got, we got it now. We already talked about it. There's gonna be people it's just curious inside about jokes. It. She wanted to get an Apple Watch, and then we were like. I don't know, man. Smart. I, we all have smartwatches, but it's not worth getting one right now. The technology is not there yet. Yeah. She, so I gotta get an Apple Watch. She later. was all butt hurt because she got shut down because she was all excited about it. <laughs> I sure was. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just not worth it at this point, yeah, in my right opinion. Right now, it's not but, worth it. As a person yeah. that owns a smartwatch, it's just not worth it right now. Yeah. You don't own an Apple Watch, Sharpie. Well, I, I own do. a Samsung Galaxy Watch. I know you own one. I know you own an Apple Watch. Um, actually, you got a Galaxy what? Huh? The Galaxy Watch. Yeah. But you still got it though, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I, I can tell you up front, it's not worth getting a smartwatch right now. <laughs> they over here, you, you know what? <laughs> Shooting down dreams. <laughs> Shooting down dreams. I mean, uh, anyways. I mean it'll, anyways. it'll probably spin, but you probably still be shut down, uh, the dreams would still be shut down after you get gotten it and then be yeah, like, you'd just be, be like $200 poor. Yeah. You'll be $200 less <laughs> and be disappointed. Like fallout 76. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Next topic. <please. laughs> okay. We're going to talk about these. Uh, we're going to talk about these response to the NBA. Yeah. So ESRB oh, responded okay. to the angry, angry army about the whole, um, NBA 2K20 Angry Joe? Yeah, the Angry Joe show. And there's a whole 40-minute video of their um of them talking about it and they were like they were pretty appreciative of how ESRB handled it, all this. However, they did not agree with it because okay, so this is what ESRB said, right? ESRB said that uh, many people were 
flaming them because they gave po- the original Pokemon games a T rating. However, they never gave them a T rating. They gave it an E rating. Because, and, but then, okay, so people were saying Pokemon was a T, a T for simulated gambling, but ESRB okay, uh, said it's not... Um, e- E, uh, the, they said it's not a, it's not a T rating. It's an E rated game, um, and it had simulated gambling in it. However, what they're telling us is that Pokemon had simulated gambling in it, and what they're saying is that simulated uh, that it was simulated gambling, and it gave it an E rating, and it's not T rated. But in response, they gave Two K Twenty E rating. But they also said, but this is not simulated gambling. Okay, to clean it all up, I'm pretty sure what I just said was kind of confusing. Pokemon was simulated gambling. Remember that slot machine part in the original Pokemon? Yeah, Yeah, so Pokemon was simulated gambling. 2K20 isn't simulated gambling. Still, they gave Pokemon an E rating and not a T. And they, uh, they gave it the same as 2K20 an E rating, but their, but their claimant was that 2K20 is not simulated gambling. So, let me add, I'm, I don't, I'm not familiar with the Pokemon game. On, on the slot machines, right, can you spend your own money to get extra chances to pull the slot machine with Pokemon? No. no. Um, okay, it, it, so that's, that's the difference then. It's, I don't know. That, that, that response sounds stupid. <laughs> it's a dumbest fuck response. Because... Uh, 2K, you can spend your your hard-earned paycheck trying to get these DC points to boost up your player. And with Pokemon, this Pokemon game that you're talking about, you can't even put no money on it to get extra chances. So that's just two totally different things. It still doesn't give them, it's still, that rating is still wrong. They still need to change it. So, um, I I do want to ask you, because I, for some reason, I'm remembering that you can't put money into 2K20. To like do the the gambling slot machine thing, like yeah, that's also another claimant. Uh, I don't know about two K twenty how how it all works because I never played it or looked too deeply on how it works. But what what I've heard is that you can't use like real money on these slot machines. But the the but okay. the point is so, is that they said that um whatever you know whatever they they saw in two K twenty isn't simulated gambling, but in Pokemon it was. Okay, but my question is, with 2K, is even though you're not using hard-earned money, what is the currency they're using at the slot machine? Probably like the, some in-game currency. Oh, I doubt it's VC points, because I imagine it can't be, because then you can make the connection to the gambling. Yeah. I, I assume it has to be something else. Yeah, but Gold. why would they give Pokemon... Why would they say that Pokemon had simulated gambling, but this is not well, simulated gambling? Why was that not the next question that was asked? <laughs> like, what the fuck is the difference? Yeah, that it sounds like it's the exact same thing. They both sound like simulated gambling. So you're saying mm-hmm. that basically people were saying that like 2K should have like a T rating? Yeah, like or yeah. no, just or well, Pokemon no, should no, have no, like a E. It just sounds kind of weird that they said that it's not simulated gambling. Hmm. Yeah. That okay, so. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna set, uh, I'm gonna post a picture of what Pokemon uh, slot machine looks like. Back from like yeah, red, like, yeah, this is like a slot machine. Back, 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 back,
Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is what it looked like. And they That's a Las Vegas pop machine yeah. right there. Woo! Right? So and it was rated E. But and okay, that's fine. So um so if this is the same thing as, you know, two K twenty, like saying like, Oh yeah, this is uh like, you know, it looks more like a slot machine in 2K20, and it look it has a pachinko, and it has what was it, a roulette, right? Uh, but then they said, but that's not simulated gambling. Wait, so okay, I think the part I'm getting confused on though is like, what was the intention of the communication? Was it to get the rating changed for Pokemon? No, to get the change for 2K20. Okay, so they did want to get it changed to yeah. to. T, I guess. Yeah, at, yeah, at the very okay. least, because on the ESRB website, right? You know, when you when you scroll over or f- like click on those things, it it flips over the card for each of the ratings, and under T it says simulated gambling. Yeah. Well, yeah, then yeah. definitely should be T. But then the argument was that two <laughs> K wasn't simulated gambling yeah and then that's like that's like the confusing part of what what we what was said in the email right like if you actually watch the the angry joe shows uh video like it it, like they read the whole thing like they even show it on screen so you can scrub through it if you want to uh to see what 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 looks like it was said and then it's it's kind of a a weird thing like they need to also update it for the modern times because they also talked about like how uh, you know, back in 1993, I think it was, right, where when they created the ESRB, like, you know, DLCs wasn't really a thing, loot boxes really a thing. So, and but then they all put that under the same umbrella of saying like, oh, you can make in-game purchases. Yeah. In the in the uh, yeah. more up-to-date rating system. There's people that that work in higher places that are dumb as. Okay, so the thing is, is that people who are in the board for ESRB are the top people at 2K. Um, are that's also in the in the board too. That's like a conflict of interest. It sounds like. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but like every time when I'm th- thinking of who's on the ESRB, I always think it's just like a lot of really old people. <laughs> They're just like, I think this game should get a T because it's got a it's got a stick of butter in it, like I, or some weird shit. Like I always think that it's just some something like a bunch of old people that don't really know how to make ratings. I don't know. I think this is really stupid. Yeah, it sounds silly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Other than that, I don't really have any other topics other than somebody posting up saying like, oh, yeah, Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders are also. Yeah, so that was me. Um, And I put it up there not to say like, let me let me kind of wrap (laughs) it a little bit, not necessarily to bring in politics specifically. Like, you know, it's not to say, oh, I don't like George. I don't like Donald Trump or I do like Bernie Sanders or vice versa. It's more so like it's more so like, do we think it's a good thing that politicians have twitch channels no why is that <clears throat> because first of all the majority of the audience that be on twitch platforms not even own up to both based on the based on what popular games are these days like for example fortnite they shut down a day people acting stupid um for the people that are old enough to vote i don't think Personally, me, I, 
I personally don't think that I don't want no politics all up in my video games. And just because Donald Trump or Bernie Sanders got a, a Twitch stream doesn't make me going to go follow it and see what they were trying to do. Because if I really want to get into the politics, I have the right platforms that I can find legitimate, you know, legitimate information on things that need to be done in this country in order for me to choose who I vote for. If I go to one of these streams, I'm going to get trolls. I'm going to get racism. I'm going to get people that you, you might have a small percentage of people in the chat that might really care about the politics. But you got 90% of the people in the chat that be on some BS. So, Isn't that just gaming in general, though? Yeah. Yes. Like, I don't know if you can avoid that literally in almost as long as you're doing something on the Internet. I don't know if there's any forum that you can avoid that. As a bit as like a campaign standpoint, I understand. You know, what I mean, hey, you know, we got this uh, 1824 demographic. We got to get them. How are we going to get them? Well, let's see. You know, somebody, somebody young on the squad was like, look, I play video games. There's these. There's Twitch, you know, so they they picked it up and ran with it. I can't not say hustle, but they, that's not well, how. I mean, that's a campaign strategy. Not, that's a campaign strategy. I, yeah, even I even Andrew Yang was saying something about being on Twitch too, and he plays video games well, too. He played StarCraft. Well, now everybody, if it, when it comes to politics, everybody want to play video games now, but that's not how you're gonna get late information. But no, <laughs> well, it shouldn't be there. The I demographic play. is not you. <laughs> the demographic is people that are actually going to that have politics in pol uh, in the presidential race in mind, and also I want to back up with about age demographic. Um, this is another platform for like you know, uh, essentially indoctrination of you know persuading someone to a different political side, like uh, those twelve, thirteen, fourteen year olds like uh, playing Fortnite, whatever, like if by chance, I don't know how, how much it would be. Um, but if they stumble upon Donald Trump or Bernie Sanders sort of stream, they might look at it and that's a form of exposure to politics to them that form their sort of view <clears throat> and the chat along with it. Um, so, I mean, personally, I don't think I get the the um the uh strategy with this and also it's I'm also seeing it as like a financial thing like people can like donate to the channel or fucking whatever and they get a like a they get their own uh funding from it too because they yeah, honestly, they're gonna get funding you know that yeah right? I mean they can't yeah, get exactly. it directly from Twitch because like how Paul from I understand how politics works is that they can't just they, they need to know the names because they can only get funding from citizens right so they actually have to go to their website and like fund it there well but the thing is is that they'll have the link yeah to their their campaign on the page yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. not like yeah, not, not donate through, like, through twitch, twitch or whatever not, not through like the whole subscription system or like what do you call it the 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 bits and bits and like what do you call it like like um like Streamlabs slash Stream Elements slash whatever other services are out yeah. there, yeah, yeah. But like, it's a form of exposure. Yeah. It's a form of exposure, but it's like I, I'm for like getting into like politics and stuff, 
but like this is just weird i, I just find it just really really yeah, weird i mean we're all still in the mindset that twitch is a video game platform it really isn't yeah another thing i would say is like honestly you know there's the four of us will be saying oh yeah we don't we're not gonna go to bernie sanders channel or donald trump's channel but it's like we just mentioned earlier we're not the demographic they're even going after right so like realistically i would expect that you would probably because you know and probably are in your own way active in whatever forums you like to get your information for in terms of politics you're not the person that they even care about they're they care about the person who like wants to care about it yeah not even that they want to care about they care about the person who just plays video games and like watches twitch and youtube and stuff like that and that's how you get to them is by going to the platforms that they're on because they're not going to see cnn they're not going to fox news they're not going to msnbc any of that they don't even care about that stuff but they're going to twitch and maybe if they catch you while you're on twitch that would be an opportunity for you know for them to kind of present their platform to you but the rest of us we're like yeah i, I know exactly where to get it from i know like you know I, you know i'm trying to keep twitch separately from my games even though like sharpie said it's not really just a games platform but we're like we go to twitch for games and like if we want politics, we go to this other place. Or if we want, like, you know, drama, we go to this other TV channel or something. But, yeah, it's just it's really just attacking where you know the, the audience is. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, and I think that, um, I mean, yeah, this is the way to reach out to a demographic, just like you said, to that don't go to other news outlets. Um, I, however, think it's... I'm just going to make a a sting here. I think it's really weird for Donald Trump to make a Twitch page just because he denounced Jeff Bezos and and says that video games cause violence. So both of those... To the outside world, Twitch is a video game streaming platform. That's a great point. (laughs) To the outside of Twitch in general, yeah. It's viewed as a video game streaming platform. And then it's like... But he also doesn't like Jeff Bezos or said that, oh, like, he should release his tax or what, taxes or whatever, and is on the side of the position of video games cause violence. It's just extremely weird that, like, yeah, it probably wasn't, it was probably made without his decision, or he's like, yeah, fuck it, whatever, just do yeah, it. Yeah, that's probably what but it was. It's just, <laughs> yeah, but it's still really, really weird. <laughs> totally. Yeah, well, regardless of which side that you're on, this is going to be an interesting endeavor in the future well i just actually just to sum up real quick i don't know if we've actually said it do you guys i think lady infamous did do you guys think that the politics should be on twitch you know maybe i mean it's one of the top you know streaming platforms out there and then i mean i personally don't really care i mean this year is probably the only year that i actually started getting into politics but i'm not going to talk about my own personal political beliefs in my in this podcast yeah i'll do it on my own time from on my own channel slash we don't want to hear it anyway (laughs) 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 yeah i I think for me personally like i'm kind of with you in the sense that i don't care but honestly like i would just just for you know my own purposes and probably for like purposes of people like us where we kind of like i said we know where we want to go for the political stuff it'd be nice if there was a category for it like it's like oh this is like political so that i know i can just avoid that entire section 
<laughs> instead of just chatting. Yeah, exactly. Like I would, if I wanted to just find something where people are talking, I don't, I kind of don't want to see anything political show up much the same way as if there was a person who was just chatting about their politics, I wouldn't just stay on their channel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, it's like, again, it's not just gaming anymore. They also have sports on here now. Yeah. Yo, that's different though. That's different. I understand that Twitch has, you know, different avenues, cooking, art, poker, travel. I understand that. They have the right to put their political standpoints on Twitch like a platform like everybody else. I have the decision not to watch it. Period. Yeah. Well, I guess it's also one of the, the good ways of them get trying to expose like younger people, like, you know, people that are, you know, like, you know, elementary schoolers and middle schoolers this way, too. I guess that's why you have like Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump, Trump on there, which are like, you know, they, they're not really trying to say, oh, we're going to pick a side. They're like, you know. Whoever yeah, wants to make a channel, they can make a channel. I wonder, I wonder, you know Trump, the, the Hearthstone player? I wonder Is what there a Hearthstone was... player named Trump? Yeah, yeah, Trump. Uh, There's a Trump everywhere. Yeah, well, because I used to play WoW with that guy, like, back in 2005. Um, but, yeah, now he became, like, this well, I mean, I guess it is a card. Player. It's a card game term as well. Yeah. So I forget the, which yeah. one it is. Which one has Trump? Oh, like, is that poker? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's also Trump cards, right? So... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there any other news? We still got 15 minutes till we got the um, two-hour mark, but other than that, we can just end it. Yo, uh, I'm, I'm just looking at the Fortnite, uh, Fortnite <laughs> stuff. Oh, yeah, there was that Fortnite I mean, thing that happened today, which I did not know about until just right before the podcast that you guys were just chatting away fantastic. about. Fantastic. As of, had, this, as of this recording, had, like, yeah. we... Um, we have the Fortnite event going on, which is a black hole or an anomaly in space. <laughs> yeah, like, just to be clear, I'm not into Fortnite. They are. No, no we're not. No, be Shut specific. Up. No, no, no. It's 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 Unsheath and Zeldrick. They on that on that wave. I just looking like that. Come on, man. Hey, okay. Let me be clear. Um, it's just, t no, I'm kidding. Um, no, the thing is, is it's, I don't mind. so this was, so here's the thing. This was a topic before, like several episodes ago that actually Unsheath Productions brought up. Is Fortnite like the coolest game ever? And what we all said was, or what we all specified is none of us play Fortnite, nor do we like playing Fortnite. But the fact that they have this ARG thing going on and they have this, like, essentially, well, at this point now, a cataclysmic event that affected the entire game and we're essentially waiting on a glorified loading screen or a glorified, glorified countdown to like the next season or whatever, whatever the fuck There's it not may even be. A I wish there was a countdown. Dude. It's been six hours yeah, exactly. of nothing. It's actually been nine hours of nothing. <laughs> it's been nine hours of a black hole yeah. and a bunch of numbers yep. that people have already figured out. Yeah. But still, like it, it the fact that we have or the fact that the a, a game can make something that it the world changes just as it as time moves forward is yeah like it's like it's basically live storytelling like we usually see stuff in the form of a cutscene or even like for example when we were playing gears 5 it's like we play through this level and after we leave that level the level's basically gone it's not like or even in like a you know one of those 
uh, shooters like I think um, Bad Company. Bad, was it? Yeah, Bad Company, I think, or Bad Company 2 was like one of the first ones to do like destructible environments and stuff like that. It's like mm-hmm. even stuff like that, you play through that level, you finish that round of, you know, PvP, and it all gets reset. Like, this is something that, like, as you go along, stuff is changing that's, like, legitimately not getting reset. And it's, like, kind of this it's cool little, like, live version of storytelling where you, the player actually gets to be in the middle of it and see things develop and evolve. And, like, and they get these big events at the end. Like, to the point where even where this, like, ridiculously dumb black hole that I've been staring at for six hours. I know it's been nine hours, but I've only been staring <laughs> at it for six. But, like, the fact that the reality of it is, is is that in all likelihood, whenever it happens, something is going to happen from this black hole and then a whole game is going to just be back. That's been gone for nine hours. Like right. it's just like this ongoing, just like evolution of a game. And I think that's really cool, especially from the perspective of somebody who loves like storytelling. It's one of the reasons I got into like working on films and stuff like that. It's just like a really cool way of telling story and like a really cool in my personal opinion, kind of like an evolution of like games in general. Like WoW was a good start to it with like Cataclysm. And then this seems to be like, cause Cataclysm, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, cause I didn't play it, but it was kind of like, was it kind of like, this is going to, you know, NPCs would kind of talk about things. And then like, just at one point, all of a sudden it all happened. Is that I, how it worked? Well, I don't, I personally don't know because I wasn't playing before, like right before Cataclysm. I wasn't playing for like, you know, about a year. And then like when Cataclysm came out, like that's when I bought it. So I don't, I personally don't okay. know. I know Final Fantasy XIV did something like that too, right? Like before 1.0 um, ended. Well, with uh, World of Warcraft, I don't believe they had a countdown thing. Like I don't remember anything about that. Also, um, I only played it for like, a month and a half ah, gotcha. and this was before cataclysm um so yeah like i don't know i just remember that it was you had like all the expansions before cataclysm and then once the uh the, uh, the expansion was released the entire world changed yeah That's and there was, I another was it. like there was some end game kind of content too where you fought like a kind of a dragon or something like that right beforehand yeah yeah, yeah. um and then i think the world got destroyed from there but i don't know how they transitioned um you know with a into that patch. end game and then out of that end game well yeah I, I know that i remember them saying that like that there was a giant patch release but i just don't know if it like all played out you know in one specific span of time like was it you download the whole patch and then like you could play through the whole thing and see what the level looks like afterwards or was it like you finish end game and then you download a massive patch and then all of a sudden everything's different or I don't remember how it worked. No, yeah, it was um, not phased. So like, it's all like, even if you were to start from the beginning of uh, like from level one, like it's a whole new experience. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying specifically, let's say you were leveled up to be able to fight the dragon. How did it play out from like, you know, all the time up to end game? Well, sorry, up till cata- the cataclysm happened then the actual event and then like rolling right into the game afterwards. Cause that like the way that the one thing I think is one of the things I think is cool about Fortnite is that I had mentioned this before, but like as the season goes on, you can see things changing. Like, you know, that, that, you know, quintessential example, I keep giving you guys with that robot and the monster, like you could see him building there. There were like robots building the monster 
over the course of this uh the robot over the course of the season and the monster was like swimming around like in the ocean around the around the island um and you would just catch glimpses of him where he would come up out of the water and then go back down um so like you know over the course of the season there's kind of like this build up and then you know I, so i'm just wondering was cataclysm like that i just don't know yeah i don't I don't know either because, again, I said, like, before Cataclysm came out, I wasn't really playing for, you know, a course of, like, a year, right? Yeah. So I, I can't really, I don't really have a say on that. But yeah. they did something well, similar where it's, like, you know, a one-time event thing. Like, it, it was pretty unique for every server. Like, during the vanilla WoW, they had, like, this event called the Encourage, right? Um, which I feel is, like I remember that name. Yeah, which yeah. is, like, like you know a desert area with you know like it's very egyptian egyptian i guess like because it has a lot to do with bugs and it was in okay. the desert and um basically uh you have to like collect a bunch of things and turn it in and uh and an event will occur in the entire area right where it's like these giant like mobs will appear like giant beetles giant like statue monster things right and and our server um the like we had we had it organized where when and when and where everybody would meet up both and we were on a pvp server so like people can just attack each other but we made an agreement on both sides to not attack each other during the event um and this was on the wow official forums too and basically we um, so somebody was the official key holder to activate the event. And my God, I remember that day. It was laggy as fuck because there was about, you know, like over a th maybe over a thousand people in one location. So like, you know, computers back then, we didn't have like, you know, super water cooled computers and all that. Right. And um, well, maybe some did using like fish tanks and stuff like that. But like they um they basically like when the key opened um like this huge event just occurred what the horde stayed on one side and the alliance stayed on the other and when the key opened all hell broke loose <laughs> the server was lagging even more because you know it just unlocked something really big and there was a lot of people there hmm okay mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, so, I mean, I, I guess that's kind of why I think of it as an evolution. It's just kind of yeah. So it, obviously, yeah, there's the part sure where there's no way lag, bigger but... than that because it it just happened at the same time for everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Same time for everybody, and then the game just changes afterwards, and it's been actually like, no. This is not the first time it happened either. They did that with Final Fantasy XIV. I guess yeah. Zeltic um, was saying that, but so, I don't know what this event is. Well, um, well, Sharpie mentioned uh, started to mention it, but so the uh when it was 1.0 the original final fantasy when the, when the game was really bad uh, yeah it, god damn it. <laughs> i wish that was better um but like uh the story was playing out and then it got to a point where the square enix was seeing that like yeah this is not good where our numbers are dropping and stuff like that and then um when they made like executive decisions to like take it down and um have it like rebuilt from the ground up they instead instead of saying oh hey we're going to close the servers they made a they made patch and story updates to 
include a story as far as for why the game is being taken down and they made it an in-game event that the world is going to end oh yeah i remember this that's right so it was uh i believe it was dalamud was the name um this big huge um essentially like a like an orb that was containing bahamut um it was gonna get released and it was up to the warriors of light to try to stop it and defend it and like all the nations and it turns out that uh oh we can't do it um this uh this um realm as we know it is going to get destroyed so we gotta transport all the warriors of light that are left uh, anyways to pretty much like it's a stasis sleep and then they get brought to the new well what is now 2.0 once it got released yeah or when it got um yeah re-released yeah and that's like the coolest way of actually shutting down servers yeah that's great that's a great idea and i think yeah it sounds like that's pretty similar to this i think the main difference with this though is that like it happens every season Mm -hmm. so it's like that's basically the only, almost the only storytelling that you get in this game. Yeah. Well, that's strictly like, like a competitive multiplayer type of game. What's that? A, a, a strictly a, a competitive multiplayer type. Of oh game. yeah, 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 totally. So. And I kind of want to bring up and like because this is a topic that we've talked about before about how uh, we play games, uh, any online game, and how it's just so cool to have or how it would be cool to have a living, breathing world, to have one that were, like, things actually change um, in increments of time. Um, and, uh, you know, I, kind of, I think, um, I think Guild Wars 2 sometimes, or kind of does it, where, like, they have a um, world versus world versus world sort of thing, but, like, it's more of a faction or world that, like, owns more of a, or, like, whoever wins... That sort of thing, I forget. But anyways, like, having an online game that has more of an effect on the real world as a, uh, with us, and um, I think that would get us more involved, and I kind of actually just, like, want people to think with all any online game they've ever played or are playing right now, it doesn't matter if it's, like, Call of Duty or Battlefield um, or monster hunter for that matter like imagine like if the game had the capability of having a living breathing world and where events that they do implement actually change aspects of uh, of the loading screen of the the map that you're going to play of the monsters that, that are going to come out that sort of thing um and i think it's just something that we should i mean uh, for us that want to see more of this should should try to push for or like you know bring more awareness about this sort of thing and i get that it takes a lot of resources and stuff and like it's a it's a huge endeavor i think the it's a, one of the biggest payoffs to be quite honest yeah and i think it's just like really cool in general like the whole idea of along the lines of what you were saying is just like if we have you know we have this whole thing of dlc now where we all you know that's nothing new to us that a game comes out and then there's going to be DLC for it. It's like, that would be great if like more companies started taking ideas like this into account for how they distribute their DLC rather than just saying, Oh, here's a new, here's the new DLC pack, download it. And all of a sudden your game has like, you know, whatever new content in there. But if they could just say like, 
like you said, this is kind of like, you know, it's kind of, I wouldn't call it a seamless transition because the nine hours of black hole, but it's more of like <laughs> the way that they've done it in other seasons has been kind of like a seamless transition where like the event happens and all of a sudden, like you, you get to live this event and then all of a sudden the game is new. You just go from. Are you gonna play the game next week? You want to play the game next week? Am I gonna play Fortnite next week? Yeah. I'm gonna stay in Fortnite if it happens tonight. I'm gonna stay in Fortnite until it happens, so that I can be there when it happens. Are you gonna stream it? Oh, you wanna play after, after this? Am I? No, I'm not oh, streaming it. Absolutely not. I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna work on my taxes while I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting. I'm not even looking at the screen until like I hear something. But no, like I said, I'm not really, it's not, it has nothing to do with the idea of playing it, but I just think it's cool that people get to be in the middle of all these events happening that are like basically telling the story of Fortnite. Because other than that, what's the story of Fortnite? As far as I know, absolutely. I mean, there's probably like little things you can find to learn, like some backstory and stuff like that, but ain't no backstory in Fortnite. <laughs> there is, there is story there in is Fortnite. That's story. what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, you talking about? We're not talking about not, that. Not the BR Fortnite, people, but the actual no, Fortnite. I'm talking about the Save the World. No, no. Type. Oh, you talking about the Save the World? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, that, uh, but I'm just more saying like the BR the, mode. Like there is story to it because they add this stuff in there, and that I think that form of storytelling is cool because it's like it's immersive, as compared to just like in a way you're not just a spectator like with that monster one you see the monster and the robot fighting like right in front of you so you are a spectator in that you're not participating but it's not like you're just watching a cutscene, or it's not like you know they're whipping the camera around so they're showing you what to look at and all that kind of stuff it's just like you can go wherever you want to and watch this whole thing occur and see like oh this tilted towers that used to be here is destroyed now like this place that I've been playing at forever is destroyed now, never coming back. Or there's a crater over there now, or now there's like a, you know, a monster skeleton on the ground. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting way of updating their content, especially considering it's now season 11. This is like the beginning of season 11. And this is still the same map. They haven't started. I mean, I guess this one probably theoretically is going to have a new map, but season 10's map has been the same the entire time with air quotes on it. You know, because they started, they changed things with all these events. But you think about something like PUBG, where they had the same yeah, map all the time and people map. were like, I'm bored. I think it's because of stuff like this. It's a fresh way to like give people new content. Oh, but that's it. Events. We'll say something once the black hole is gone. <laughs> so far, since we like with this, with this, with this podcast, there have been like, I think all three numbers. I was going to say, I saw <laughs> some more numbers in there. Yeah. 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 Well, with PUBG, I think their focus is just the game, right? Not not story. Fixing their game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah. I mean, at the same time, though, they, I feel like they could probably like, hey, another number. They could probably like uh, <laughs> have some people kind of give them a little bit of slack in terms of having like the, you know, having everything working perfectly and being perfectly balanced if they had stuff to distract them, again, with air quotes, kind of like this where there's like new stuff that comes in to interrupt things okay, and maybe the well, reason that like epic can do it is because their game is a little bit more polished than PUBG. well not only that but... it's their engine too so they have the resources to actually be able to yeah. yeah yeah well i mean here here's another question like this is for this is a question for me and lady infamous like for me it's going to be counter-strike and lady infamous it's going to be for um what do you call it uh rainbow six siege right, right? 
would you want this type of event occurring in Siege? For like new maps and new new um, characters. Or do you think they should just keep focus on keeping the competitive aspects of the game? What they do with Rainbow is like we get new operators, people people get it first, um, and then constant people get it second. But like shutting down Rainbow Six Siege for like eight hours? No, no, no. I mean, like having an event like this. And not not shutting down the game for like eight hours without without the whole shutting down the game. God, remember this is this is one out of like. 10 times that they've shut it down. They don't usually shut it down. It's because this is a big I, one. I, I, so, ha- I don't have the, no choice to be intrigued a little bit because it's my game. You know, The well, point of it is more like when they're going to have another pack of uh, maps or new characters, like when the season's about to end, would you want like the maps changing the uh, a little bit of cutscene playing along uh, around the map that sort of thing as you're playing and like, like you know having that there's a other shit going on on the map as you're playing it should yes okay i have an example for that's, you which i think will be yeah. interesting um call of duty right let's say well call of duty is probably the closest one that can possibly do this well i was even saying that i was yeah. just saying that because that's what lady infamous that's one of your games you like um let's say for example um there was a call of du- a new Call of Duty Zombies map that like happened and what it was was like some sort of like uh I don't know how they do the maps now, but let's say it was some altered version of one of the regular multiplayer maps, right? Is that how they do it now? Okay. Yeah. So let's say for example you're playing um PvP Call of Duty, right? And out of nowhere you see a zombie. Regular game, not zombies, you see a zombie, right? And you kill him, whatever. You keep playing, another zombie shows up, kills somebody, and that person turns into a zombie. And you have no idea what's going on. You're like, what the fuck is going on? All of a sudden, it's, uh, it turns into some hybrid mode of players versus zombies, where like at the end of it, there's like this altered version of the map, and now you can play that mode, where it's players versus zombies. Would that yeah. not be like cool? It, I, I, yeah, because it's my game. But, well, yeah, you know, okay. Fortnite, well, now you're saying you just <laughs> you think it's shitty it's because game. it's Fortnite. <laughs> you you gave me y'all gave me two examples. You gave me Call of Duty and Rainbow Six. Yes, I'd be down for something like that. But you talking about? Well, yeah, but Fortnite, that's man. yeah, but okay, but that's Hold what we were on. saying when we were saying like it's not about the game. It's about the, the fact that it's a cool yeah. concept. Like I don't. It's none of us do. like I Fortnite. Meant, I meant. I meant. I meant. It's. It's a cool concept. Yeah. None of us like Fortnite except Zeldrick. But you know. <laughs> like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you eat those. He words. only plays Fortnite and in Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Well, okay, I don't want to see I'm this happening in Counter Strike. Let's put it that way. Well, yeah, because you think you you think Counter Strike should be pure, right? Pure it's more like it, competition. it should be like a competition thing, and they should focus on keeping it that way. Yeah, uh, I'm not I mad at that. that. Right, because if they start introducing all this stuff, I feel like the comp- competitive aspect of Counter Strike will be more diluted. Well, to more summarize it up, is like with Counter Strike, there's not really that much behind yeah. it. Like, the only thing you're given is terrorists and counter-terrorists. Like, that's it. And it's just, like, a fight between two mm-hmm. sides. 
that's it. There, there's zero and even our in our real world, like just for that thing, it's it, there's nothing else about it. Well, before getting into politics, but anyways, that's what I'm I'm talking about. Like that's all you have, and it's two opposing sides, and it should be. I can understand that only wanting just gameplay mechanics and tweaks and stuff fixes competitive aspect. Yeah, that's like it. Yeah. you know, like adding a new map and all that. Like you know, I mean, I'm okay with just them just adding a map, maybe a gun, but like. I think the guns that they have is just fine. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, you can say the same thing about Rainbow, too, but Rainbow has, like, characters. So. Yeah, the characters, like, add more depth to it, and, like, that's the only way that, or that's the reason why it could have something that is, like, you know, changing maps or whatever, because it has more personality than Soldier. Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> so, all right. I think that's it. Um, let's see what we're gonna be doing for the rest of this week before we close this out. Anybody want to start? Uh, I guess I'll start. Um, this week uh, we're gonna hopefully fi finish Alien Isolation. Actually, we should. We should be able to fin finish Alien Isolation in like one night, um, and then I'll move on to the Dead Space series. Um, but uh, this week is actually going to be kind of light when it comes to streams, um, just because uh, I got a bit of stuff to do this week. Um, mostly not gaming related, but um, I also have like... Um, uh, I'll finally be able to get back into Final Fantasy fourteen, and because I'm finally getting back into it after like not being there for like two weeks or some shit... It feels I need like to take more a night than two to like, weeks to me. Uh, yeah, I I think it's been more than two weeks, but at any rate, like, I need to reconnect with the the people that I play with and stuff like that, and like you know help out and everything. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be Alien Isolation, and then hopefully moving on to Dead Space. Cool, nice. Um, I think for me, I'm gonna probably try. I'm gonna play a little bit more of Deponia Doomsday, but I think I also might start in Indivisible too, T O O, not two. Um, I was planning on starting it when it first came out, but just kind of got like backtracked with life stuff, and then just hadn't happened. I haven't even bought the game yet. I should have. While I still could have got the discount, but we'll see. Um, but other than that, I'm just gonna wing it a little bit. Uh, if you want to check me out, I'm on Twitch.tv/unsheathp. Uh, for me, um, I'm gonna play some. I'm trying to play some filler games because we got Outer Worlds on the twenty fifth. Oh wow, that's coming out too, and huh? Call of, and Call of Duty on the twenty fifth, and After Party on the twenty So I'm just gonna play a lot of filler games like Call of Duty, probably some Mortal Kombat, some probably definitely World World uh, World World Z. I gotta finish it. I finished one chapter, so we can see if we can try to knock that out. I need some. Wait, finish it? Yeah, because there's four chapters. A World War Z? Uh, I thought it was. I yeah. thought you were saying it was. Is it kind of like Left 4 Dead, where it's like, yeah. oh, it's just four levels yeah. and you have to make it through each level and get out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like New York had like three levels, and we all got three levels. I think Tokyo has two. So. Gotcha. Yeah, Lady, Lady underscore infamous 415. And thanks for everyone that stopped by. 
and listen to us today. We appreciate it. All right. And for me, I am going to continue playing um, Indivisible. And hopefully, and I might just get back into some competitive gaming again. It depends, depends on what, what it is. I might try to fight some fighting games or go play some other shooter. <laughs> uh, other than that, that is it for today. We'll be back next week.